In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy Beck Did It Better. From 1972, this is album 59, Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. Guys, that's better than I have. What do you got? A, a talking bookie. A, a talking, talking bookie. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's always talking about how he's going to break my legs because I thought I could win it all back with one big bet. <laughs> just keep doubling it. I swear to God, the Washington it. Generals were due. I did my research. I thought for sure that was going to work. Uh-oh. I think that might be a Simpsons bit that I stole, but I don't care. No shame. Uh, you know what, guys? Let's get right into uh, K-Rob, and let's not even try to think of a bit of why we're turning it on. Sometimes that's fun, too, to just uh, abandon trying to think of funny things to say before the thing that I spent my whole day today preparing. Here oh, we it's go. it's supposed to be funny? Okay, so that I'm going to ignore that. What's up, everybody? This is K-Rob, K-R-O-B. Listen, sometimes in life, you're the driver, sometimes you're the passenger, and sometimes you're stuck in the back seat. Oh, oh no. Aaron leaves the driving to his wife. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, nice. He loves to be chauffeured all around. Can't deny it. Can't deny it. When they're driving on the street. Look at his face. <laughs> Aaron has to sit in the back seat. <laughs> This gets real dirty at the end here. Just watch. Now I have one simple question. What's the question? Has it always been this way? Yeah. Oh, wow. Now I want to ask Aaron something. What's that? What's that? Who drove <laughs> when you two were on your very first day? <laughs> Story she did and drive, he's forced to <laughs> sit back by his kid. <laughs> but when she finally asks her why, why? she says, because she doesn't want to talk to him. Oh, <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest album of all time. Sad life, I leave. Aaron and Rob no longer best friends. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. Aaron trying to get in a good story during my song. I'm trying to get what I want to hear from you. Absolutely outrageous. I'm furious. Did it better. Everybody shut up. Listen to this. Hey guys, this is Aaron Swive at Gmail. Dot com wanted to give a shout out to Suzanne for her guest appearance. I hope she'll be invited back. Also wanted to offer you all a little advice. Embrace your date, lady, or wife driving you around. She's probably a better driver and you may be surprised what it does for your love life. I love driving Aaron around, even now when he's back in the front seat with me. Hey, she likes driving you around, That's not bad. So, bad news, Aaron, I do have your wife's phone number now. I did text her today. (laughs) I asked her to leave a voicemail or send a text in for the show. So she opted to send a text. I did text her and say, listen, if you leave a voicemail, I promise not to take your voice 
and use it to make sentences of things you didn't say. In retrospect, should not have led with that. Should not have said that before she responded. So she decided to suspicious. So she uh, went with it. She's a privacy expert, so she's very she's very attuned to the misuse of people's private information. Yeah, I've been checking out privates online for a long time, too. I've, and I swear to God this week, I was like, I'm going to try to be clean. And then you give me privacy expert right away. Come on, what am I supposed to do with that? I'm sure you make that joke every day when she comes home. Yeah. Hey, you want to check out these privates? Oh, Aaron, can you explain how her driving around helps your love life? Yeah. I, well, I just think that, it, you know, if you are. If you allow. Oh, man. I, oh, okay. <laughs> He's like, well, you take the driver's the seat, you cut a listening. hole in the back. I'm just thinking in general, if if you acquiesce sometimes, allow someone yes. to be in the driver's seat, that's a good that's a good thing. It's a good that's a good precedent, you know. Interesting. For, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. I, I don't get it. Can you tell me a little bit more? I'm, I'm not. Don't worry, Aaron. I'll text your wife right now. How does it help the love life? <laughs> oh, blocked. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Do you see the way she uses that turd blinker? Oh, yeah. I've got three guys here with me, and I believe that when this fall podcast finally falls apart, it's going to be forever. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Matt? That's true. Excellent, Rob. Thanks for having me, as always. I've got uh, Russ in Minnesota. Russ, how are you doing? I'm doing good. When our listeners listen to us ramble and they just don't understand, then they suffer. This podcast ain't the way. Oh my God, Russ is back due to multiple requests. Russ is singing more songs. Wolfman Russ, Wolfman yeah. Russ is back. I have uh-huh. made, I think, by count now, thirty-five different songs. Okay, get almost all. I ex- actually exactly no zero feedback. If people talk to me in person, nobody ever says like, "Oh, that's really good." Russ does one song. I we get tons of emails, texts. Everybody's like, "Oh, I want Russ to do more." I'm getting texts like from people not involved in the pot at all. I want Russ to do more songs. And that's great. And I'm happy for your success. To be fair, Rob, I tell you your songs are good every week in an email. I give you written confirmation about every one of your songs. That's true. And you know what? I think rising tide lifts all boats. I think it's the content of your song. You know, Russell really, I mean, I think he really dug in and really got to the heart of, you know, a really deep message, you know, and I think it really resonates with everybody out there. What do you think, Rob? Well, I'll tell you what, this week I had so much material for songs that I actually wrote two songs and I will be playing another song at the end of this podcast. Okay, nice. so afterwards you will be hearing uh, the other version that I deemed it not quite as good as uh, get Aaron getting driven around by his wife, which still is a very funny uh, uh, vision in my head. Uh, and I also have one guy here who I whose name is Big Bother. It's Big Aaron bother? out in California. <laughs> Big Bother? Well, Big Brother is a... <laughs> Listen, you guys quote the songs. I try. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad I didn't make some other plan. Let's let's talk about Stevie Wonder. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Listen, we've got a voicemail. If you want to call the uh, Beck line, it is 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-BECK. So stupid. <laughs> I can kiss my ass. Dumb shit listeners. They can't even tell what we're doing. All right, here we go. Hi, Matt from uh, New York. Uh, love the pod. Thanks for putting it on. Uh, I got a bit of a message for uh, for rob uh, i'm having a, a big party next saturday and uh, i'm very popular so there's gonna be a lot of people there but unfortunately yes, we, uh, right. we still don't have any celebrities um uh, with confirmed attendance so uh that's obviously where where you could come in um you know i i think it'd be a great opportunity to add two or three uh, downloads, maybe maybe even uh, four to your uh, <laughs> dozens we'll that are currently four, um, right. uh, involved weekly. Um, Jenny and, and kids are, are obviously invited, but 
but maybe no, not, depending on how you're feeling about kids. them that Sounds week. Sounds like a great time. Um, anyway, <laughs> look forward to uh, see you coming. Washington Avenue, uh, 4 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, also, I know there's a, uh, a question um, involved here. So uh, my question is, what is your favorite coordinated dance at a, at a, at a party? Um, perhaps it could happen here. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. See ya. So this listener not only left a voicemail, they also sent me a text with this picture. And I want to show you guys this picture and see if you think it had any influence on my life. By the way, I did text. I was like, is this party this Saturday or last Saturday when you left the message? It is this Saturday. So I do plan on maybe showing up. Okay. Which That's the best. means when this was released, it was like eight Saturdays ago. Oh, my God. Oh, I, don't get me started on that. I'm not going into this Inception thing. Uh, but I did want to show you this picture that he texted me and just show you. So there's a picture of me on a basketball court. Uh, with everybody That's in the neighborhood old. and me. And I'm about three to four years older than every other kid in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yeah, you look like a giant. I thought I was so fucking good at basketball. I'm like, <laughs> I am like Shaquille O'Neal out here. I am swatting people. I am putting on moves. Nobody can stop me. And I realized now it's because I was playing against I was all just older than little everyone. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, when I got to junior high and people would dribble their left hand, it blew my, my mind. So I think that really has permeated my whole life, though, of me just being like, the oldest. And so it has made me the most confident. So I'm like, well, I must be right. Like everyone else must be wrong. Like I couldn't possibly make a mistake, but what do you guys think for a coordinated dance? Okay. I've got my favorite right here. Okay. Check out this. Listen to this. Does this make you want to dance? This what, 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 what? These are like wedding dances. Uh, you don't have to be at a wedding to play the Cupid shuffle. As I learned this afternoon, you can do the Cupid shuffle at a regular club. I'm off the Zoom screen till that. Oh, I don't know this one. This is fun. You have to have a shirt on to do this. I like I'm going to pan the audio so you can hear me talk. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine me shuffling around. I can't hear that, but now that I've got my shitty headphones where only one earbud works, it doesn't work. <laughs> I was editing that, and again, I was like, that is so sad that Russell could only afford one headphone. He doesn't want to go in and What's buy the, anymore. That? Is the boot scootin' boogie a dance itself? Is that is that a coordinated dance? I'm sure it is. Matt, I, I feel like Matt, Matt would know this. Matt like the 90s right country is right in your wheelhouse. Matt was a member of the country. I feel Western. like every country song in the '90s was could could have been some sort of line dance at some yeah. point, right? Like it I, ain't I don't no know. Thing but a watermelon crawl. I was just like gonna that. say the first dance of my wedding was the watermelon crawl. Don't drink. <laughs> don't, don't drink. Don't drive through the watermelon crawl. <laughs> Get it right or pay the price. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the one. There was a country western. It was like an. It was like a club. There was like a country western club in Des Moines. I think I went one time when I was mm -hmm. it, it was like for underage kids they had like high school night and I remember was there a Trace Adkins song about I got a and, thinking problem but everybody said drinking problem instead and what's weird is that you went to this club two years ago like that's, was, yeah, that doesn't seem right to me anytime I get back to Des Moines that's right that, oh, seems, God that seems wrong right <laughs> that's the only like, hey, coordinated dance I remember is going to the <laughs> damn it Rob like, what you have a shirt <laughs> hey uh uh I'll show you way down yonder in the Chattahoochee. Then there's an arrow pointing down, you know, <laughs> I would say the was, other song. And I used to, when I taught, when I used to teach gym class, I would play this song and kids would be like doing dodgeball or pickleball or whatever we were doing. And when it came to the clapping, they would all just stop and clap. And it was one of my greatest moments in teaching. I mean, this song guys, oh, yeah, this is like the remix version. Yeah. I think there's some legal issues with the cha-cha slide. So he had to redo it to actually make some money. He had to make yeah. a shittier version. Left foot, left foot, left what is he saying there? 
Freeze! Right, right Everybody foot. clap your hands. Let's stop. Come on, y'all. Oh, it's so good. What is he saying? Right foot, left stomp? Is that what he's saying? Let's stomp. Left foot, let left stomp. I always thought he was saying yeah, right foot, left stomp, and I was like, stomp. you've been doing it backwards the whole time, right? I have been, because I've been taking yeah. a step with my right foot and then stomping with my left. No wonder but those that, friends of yours that were five years younger than you thought you were a dumb <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's why I'm always... That's kind of creative, though. That's probably like a smoother dance move. <laughs> Talking to the right and then stomp with my left. Uh, Matt, yeah. what's your favorite coordinated dance? I don't know if I'm a big fan. I remember uh, Electric Slide back oh, in like so high good. school doing that. But I think some of my favorite times in life have been Uh-oh. at weddings with, you know, some of you folks, stuff like that. But Steve from prestigious West Bloomington and I used to have a thing. We'd, we've been a, that's yeah, that Steve. Yeah. Used to have it, you know, where we you know that Steve Rob, we wouldn't get out on the dance floor <laughs> at weddings until the uh, chicken dance came on. So as you can, as you can hear in the background, it's quite the Minnesota, <laughs> quite the Minnesota dance right now. And so every time we, we couldn't get out, nope, not onto the dance floor at a wedding until the chicken dance came on. So because of that, I'll, I'll go with the chicken dance. Tell me you're from Minnesota without telling me you're from Minnesota. <laughs> right. Uh, we picked the chicken dance. I think. Yeah. That, that that about sums it up. Yep. All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's time for rolling going. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rollin' Going. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Russell, Rollin' Going, how's it going with you? Rolling going. It's going great with me. As you guys know, I was actually out of town this week. I had to travel for work. I was out in Denver for four or five days, and I was staying out at this resort kind of near the airport, so away from downtown Denver for, for a while, but... Last night, I had an extra night where I didn't have to work the next day or anything. So I took an Uber 30 minutes into downtown Denver, and I went to this restaurant. As you guys know, whenever I travel, I try to go to a Top Chef restaurant. And so I went to this place called Bardo, which is the the old executive chef was this woman named Carrie Baird or Carrie Baird or something. I don't know what her name was, but (laughs) she was the runner up on season 15 of Top Chef. So I was like, I'll go check it out. It's Bardo. So it's like a pizza Italian restaurant dough, if you will. So I sat at this bar and I ended up having some really, really good food. I sent you guys a picture of it. It was it was amazing. I was having so much fun. And then all of a sudden I noticed down at the end of the bar, she is sitting there. The celebrity chef is sitting at the end of the bar. And I had like this starstruck moment. We were talking the other day about how Aaron had seen Green Day. You don't know how to react in those situations. So I sat there and I was maybe one cocktail in, but I, I hadn't like built up the liquid courage to go like fan out and ask for a picture or do anything like that. So now, I was sitting there. Russell, can I, I ask you real there, quick? I, yeah. Can I ask you real quick? When they made yeah. you the cocktail and they like put in a simple syrup, were you just fucking blown away? Were you like, Jesus Christ, you got simple syrup back there? Like that is unbelievable. <laughs> they, they made a white, Neg- they made a white Negroni for me, Rob. And I would be like, that would be easy. I just enough to buy that red yeah. shit. I can just <laughs> leave the red shit out. Right. All the hot chocolate and wine, please. They're like, sir, get out. <laughs> but the cocktails were really good, but I was sitting there. And so, you, you've talked about this before with Green Day, Aaron, but what is your guy's style when it comes to you see a celebrity? Do you fan out? Do you ask for a picture? Do you go say anything or you just leave them alone to do their business? I'll go first. Absolutely leave them alone to do their business yep. and then have the story behind it. You know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, it's fine if people want to take like pictures and stuff like that with, but again, 
what are you ever going to do? Are you going to, oh, here, look, I got a picture, right? Like, yeah. isn't it better to have a story? I think I've had a story. I've told you guys that I was having dinner in Charlotte one time, and I sat down at a table at 7 o'clock, and then Rory McElroy sat down at a table at 7 o'clock. So I just mm-hmm. tell everybody that I had dinner with Rory McElroy, yeah. even though, you know, we were a table apart at the same time kind of thing. But I absolutely leave them alone. Uh, you know, maybe if I was 20 years younger or something, they were older. I don't know. But I think just let them, let them, let them live their life. That's That's my motto. Rory McElroy is sitting at the table next to Matt. All of a sudden, smoke, lights, flashing lights. And all of a sudden, there appears a time machine. And here comes Matt from 2021 <laughs> with a kettle and a saucer and a cup. And he says, oh, Rory, is it tea time? Oh, no. That's how you use a time machine, folks. <laughs> That's, That's how you do it. That's what it's all about. a perfect joke. <laughs> next thing you know, you're married to Rory McElroy. Congratulations. The joke Rob's so been good. waiting for that, for that one for like the last four months than the first time Matt told us about that. Rob's had that <laughs> right, joke ready right. to go. All right. Gonna I'm check that off. Not cross it off because I will use it again, but I'm going to check it off. I'm definitely like the more famous the person, the more likely I am to just leave them alone. But I do like to try to have some tiny conversation if I can. I was in a bathroom once with Brian Cranston at no. an event. Well, that's a good thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. And we were washing our hands at the same time. And he, he was playing, he was playing in a celebrity poker uh, fundraiser where I was a volunteer server. And so it was oh, like, wait. We, we talked a little bit about poker. It was like, Hey, how's it going out there? Are you winning? Yeah. Rob, go ahead. Uh, what? You, <laughs> like, uh, wait, yeah, where so, were you that there's a celebrity poker thing and you were a server. So, so at, I thought you were, I thought for sure you were going to say dealer. And then you said server. And I was like, Oh no, this, no. Now I'm it was in Palo Alto. It was down in Palo Alto. He was one of those friends. massage therapists that give people the massages <laughs> while they're playing poker. <laughs> I had some friends who and had, then he's like, uh, you want me to go way down yonder around the Chattahoochee for this massage we, or not? We, we had some friends who had a, a catering company and they were catering this event and they knew it was the event was hosted by Ben Affleck. So they knew there were going to be celebrities there. So they asked Anna and I, if we wanted to like come down and help out and be servers. So we did saw Ben Affleck didn't say much to him other than hello, but I did happen to be in the bathroom with Brian Cranston. And so we had the chance at that point, like I got to say like, Oh, are you, are you winning out there? Right. Like, how's it going? And he was talking what? about like the ins and outs. But that's of just like a natural, that's just a natural occurrence, right? That like, one, you didn't yeah, like that go seek out. him out. So that that, that's, out. that's plus, acceptable. Plus you can tell your friends like, Oh, I saw Brian Cranston in the bathroom. And I said, Hey, is this where all the dicks hang out? I was wondering if when he was in the stall, if Aaron walked up and said, I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, have, right? all of a sudden they're at the urinals, right? Aaron's next to Brian Cranston, flashing lights, puff of smoke, <laughs> time steel machine. door slowly opens. And guess what? It's the time machine again. Yeah. Aaron steps out, goes on the urinal on the other side of Brian Cranston, turns him and goes, I bet now you're Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> But my my Achilles heel is mid-level celebrity. So, Russell, I'm, I want to hear what you actually did. But, Russell, in your situation, I would have absolutely have fanned out. There's a cookbook author named Brian Terry who lives in the Bay Area. Jesus has written Christ. Several cookbooks. And the one time I saw him at a bar, I made a complete fool of myself just telling him how much I loved his cookbook. <laughs> it's it's a vegan cookbook, and I own it. And I don't even – I'm not vegan, but I mm-hmm. love the recipes. Like, I just – I was a complete – jackass just made a fool of myself so like the more mid-level celebrities like i'll, I'll go all out but the, the bigger ones i try to play it cool here's a new recipe i made it i call it a pepper spray oh, <laughs> my face. i loved your book oh. too bad fucker you already bought my book i don't care i treat you like shit now you're nothing to me eat your guts 
I make fun of you to my friends. Oh, can you believe somebody would come up to me and talk to me in a bar? What a loser. That's what he's saying, Aaron. <laughs> I know. I, I, just, I, know. I just ended up, it was paralysis by analysis for me. I sat there and I was like, do I, you guys, said, I texted you and you, Aaron, I think you said, just send him a, a round of drinks. I said send a drink, yeah. And that was a great, a great suggestion. And I was thinking about what do I do? Do I go down there? Do I wait for her to walk by? What, what do you do here? She was with uh, two other people and I didn't really want to go over there and bother them like in the middle of a conversation. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just figuring at some point if she walks by when they're leaving, maybe I'll just say, hey, came to check out your restaurant. It's really good. You know, just say hello really quick. And then I was looking at my phone, looking at advice from you guys. And I turned and looked and they were gone Uh-oh. just like that. Poof. In the middle of the Whoa. night, they were gone. And I was like, my chances is flown away. Rob, do you see in New York, do you see celebrities walking around or is that kind of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do like, you know, like when I saw Ken Burns, you know, his hair was all fucked up. So I I didn't say anything to him then. I thought that was pretty good for me. But, you know, sometimes I have celebrities as parents for the students and stuff like that. The only time I've asked a celebrity for a picture is the guy who started UCB, Matt Besser. I listened to a lot of his podcasts and stuff like that. He, Did you go back in time? Was in no. a time machine to get his picture, or was it in regular <laughs> time? He was doing a, a show at UCB, and he on Twitter he said, "I need an acoustic guitar." Does anybody in New York City have an acoustic guitar? And so I messaged back and go, "Yeah, I have an acoustic guitar. You could borrow. I could bring it down to UCB. No big deal." And he goes, "Okay, well, I got you two tickets. You can come in early and give me the guitar, and we'll chat a little bit." And that was the one time where I asked for a picture because I was like, "I'm like bringing in the guitar. Like I can ask for a picture. Yeah, I think that, that's, that's I think that's appropriate. Sure. Seems yeah. legit. Yeah. And it turns out he's like six foot four, so he dwarfed me. It was it was uh, wildly embarrassing for me in the long run. It looked like so your then, basketball okay. photo. Then all of a sudden, okay, and I remember this distinctly: <laughs> flashing light, a puff of smoke, right? Time machine. Yeah, rivets, door. Yes, unseen before door opens yes. slowly. Green light down door from the back. Smoke pours out. Who comes out of the time machine? It's me, Rob. And I lean into me and we start making out so hard <laughs> because that's what I've always wanted to do. Okay. And with a mirror, with your eyes open, it's not the same. And guess what? I'm a great kisser. How do you feel about kissing someone with a mustache? I shaved my mustache beforehand, oh, as I always said. There's no I would. mustaches. Okay. Yeah. If I went back in on time machine, and I've always said this if I had a time machine, I'd hang out with myself in college. Okay, but I would shave the mustache so I would not know what it's like to kiss. A what mustache. would you tell yourself? What would if you went back in time and for college? What would you tell yourself? I don't know. Not much. I'd be like, dude, you fucking rock. And then I'd look at me and be like, Are you fucking rock. And I was like, yeah, this is going great. I literally would have no advice in a makeout session with old Rob and young Rob. Which Rob is more handsy in the makeout session? <laughs> oh, definitely young Rob. <laughs> old Rob's worried about what time his work is going to start. We got to get to bed. And then old, old Rob would be wildly disappointed in the thigh strength of young Rob. He'd be like, this, this guy can only squat like 560. No, I guarantee if I saw young Rob, I would be blown away by how young I look. And just like, I, you know what I would tell you? You know what? Actually, you know what I would tell young Rob is like, bro, you got to go get your haircut. Go cut your hair right now. You cannot have the grandma haircut all throughout college. You're going to be embarrassed. And honestly, the one piece of advice I give people is when you, the birth of your child, when you, for that next morning after the child is born, you need to wear an outfit that you look good in because you're going to have a million pictures from that day. And if you're wearing like, no, I don't know, maybe maroon athletic shorts and a yellow t-shirt that looks like absolute shit, you're going to see that picture a lot for the rest of your life. And you're always going to regret it. But then for the second kid, I did dress up. So it's kind of like. When my son was born, I was wearing a t-shirt that said, eat tripe for vigor and stamina. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's your nice T-shirt. That makes sense. Actually, yeah. Speaking of celebrity chefs, it was from a restaurant that um, was by Chris Cosentino, who may have been. I think he's been a judge. He has on been. The, he's been. Yeah. A, he was Top Chef Master. He was yeah, a Top was, Chef Master's yeah, champion. Was, yeah, there you go. You are Top Chef. What's weird <laughs> is that Aaron's wife at gmail.com is wearing a shirt that said "Free Breathalyzer Blow Here" with an arrow down there. <laughs> so, great family photos. Yeah. She's like, I got this from somebody in the time machine. He came back and gave me this right before the birth. No big deal. Was that t-shirt good for your love life too, Aaron, or not? No, nah, that one. Now that we're much. talking yeah, about that, what's yeah. working for you guys. Yeah, that was like one day I wear it like this. One day I reverse it, you know, put it on backwards. No, depending on feeling. It's no big deal. Oh, no. Rolling going, Matt. How's it going with you? Uh, good. Don't have too much this week. I did get over uh, the 300 mark. Uh, nice. The Albums. Oh, I did that I, in high I'm school. Con- oh, I th- sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking I'm continuing pounds. the quest. I'm up to two. Let's see. Uh, yeah, like two sixty-two on the on the list. A um, couple of comments. The best cover we've had so far um, is also the worst album that I've heard oh, what so is it? far. The slits is the slits. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What, what's on the album? Oh yeah. What is that cover? That's so weird. How would I know that? I don't know. Anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's three women, and it looks like they are topless, and they were jumping around in a big vat of mud, and then now they've got their picture taken. So, yeah. So, it's a pretty interesting cover. Oh, I'm on my uh, work computer. But, Uh-oh. Sorry. Yeah, close, man. close, close. I, I, you know, I don't I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm not understanding it. What's, is, uh, it her, is it is it punk, or what's the, what's, what would you call it? It's kind of like style? punky, British. Brewster. Yeah, I don't even know how to... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, really. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of noise. Uh, maybe okay. one or two songs was good, but it was just all over the place. So, and I could see where some people would like it, but not my, not my cup of tea, if you will. Picture um, this, time machine, smoke comes out of it, <laughs> door comes up, two Robs come out of the time machine to make out with three women in the mud bath, old Rob and young Rob. What happens, Rob? Wow. A Rob, a Rob sandwich and you're in the middle? Ooh. Yes. What a what a yeah, dream like come a, true! It's like a Big Mac, and the Robs are the patties. Yeah, <laughs> both Robs get real nervous. Okay, doesn't doesn't go well at the time. Both Robs say, "Oh, this doesn't usually happen." I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then we say it at the same time, so we also laugh and high five each other. <laughs> Matt, Very good. What's, what else is going on? Uh, not much. I just I'll bring it up because I think we'll bring it up in a couple times on this album when we're talking about it later. But um, you know we've we've been texting back and forth that Rolling Stone has a new top 500 songs of all time list mm-hmm. that has come out, which just is very out, interesting. Right? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what number five through ten are because I can't get to it on the stinking website because it's the so wor- worst it's website shit. ever. Uh, but kidding. No, I've saw it. So it, it just, you know, for our listeners, we'll, we'll probably be referencing it a few times, but it's, uh, what, what did they pick for the number one song? That's all anybody cares about. Uh, Reefa Franklin. Yeah. Hard to argue mm. with that, right? Yeah. yeah it is. Can't, yeah. Can't you know, number two, public enemy fight the power. Inspired choice. Interesting choice. Three, Sam Cooke, a change is going to come, which is just a phenomenal song. Yeah. Good. That one. Number four that. is Russell's favorite, Bob Dylan, like a rolling stone. Oh. And then number five is Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Number six, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, which is obviously the number one album that we've talked about. Number seven, 
Um, I've always been the Beatles, the Strawberry Fields. Like of all the Beatles that songs, Strawberry choice, Fields. Right? That, that was the top that, Beatles song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. There. Um, number eight, Missy Elliott. Get your freak on. Well, we got to stop. I, I mean, that's a fun song and all, but a top ten song of all time. Right. That, that that seemed wrong to me. Number nine, Fleetwood Mac Dreams. Number ten, we've got Outcast Hey Ya. So you know, I think they've effectively hit every genre, every continent, every uh, decade, um, effectively in the top yeah. 100. So they did a that good job. That list would make people furious, which is exactly what they want. Yeah. Guys, and, but number 11, Rob, number 11. Do you know what number 11 is? What? God only knows. Uh-huh, You've been saying it forever. Time. Yeah, you yes. keep saying forever. That's the number one. Song. It's number one twice. That's how good it is. One one, baby. Yes. It occurred to me that if we decided to do a top five hundred songs podcast and did ten per podcast, we could be done in a year. Oh my god. We would have been done by now. <laughs> time machine a year from now. Smoke comes out, door goes up. We finish the five hundred song and never talk again. <laughs> Would we do, we would do that podcast five hundred to one though, right? We wouldn't make the same mistake we made with this one. I don't think right, that would. We're be. like, oh, it's getting the albums are getting Where worse. Every single person I tell about the podcast, they always go, "Oh, so you guys are going five hundred one?" And we're like, "No," because we didn't think we we thought maybe we wouldn't last so long, so we wanted to get the best ones out of the way. This doesn't Did usually guys, happen. Was there any song that jumped out to you guys? I, I texted you the song I was disappointed that's not number one, "Dark Fantasy" by Kanye West. What is your guys' song that you wanted to see in the top ten that wasn't in there? I, is there? There's no Guns N' Roses in the top ten. That's a little mind blowing to me. No, yeah, sweet, top sweet fifty there the is. I know. 50, yeah, yeah, should be. Um, and God only knows should be number one, and we all know number two. Like hot for teacher, hot for teacher is so good. You know, I, I will say that like at twenty five, "Runaway" by Kanye West was was there, and I've always that's my favorite Kanye song. I didn't think that it would be a top twenty five song. I didn't yeah. think it was that you know. So I mean, I'm happy that's there. You know, uh, "A Day in the Life" was twenty four. Which, uh, again, for all the Beatles songs, it's a great song, but all the Beatles song, you know, I don't know if that's a, the 24th best song of all time. I don't know. Lord had Royals at number 30, and I'm like. That's got to be an appeal to younger, younger right. readers, right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, a, weird that's a weird one. one. I didn't even think uh, that was the Juicy best song Juicy by when Notorious B.I.G., 32. That's, I mean, I could, I could Juicy see should that, be, I, I mean, Juicy's a top 10 song to me. I mean, yeah. I, know, I know they jacked the beat, but that, that, that one is a top 10 song to me. Aaron, what no-name artist that nobody's ever heard of do you think should have been in this the top This is what Aaron just wanted as the number one song. <laughs> I will ask you, so I will weird. ask you, at number 20 was something called Robin, Dancing on My Own. Have you ever heard of oh, Dancing yes. on My Own? Yes. Have you? I was, have I, I heard it? Probably. I think it was played in, I think it was in the show Girls, maybe, on uh, HBO. I'm in the corner, why can't you see me? Um, it is, that's a, that song will turn a dance floor out. That one will... That one will, I mean, I don't know if it's number 20 of all time, but it is a great, yeah. great song. Again, she's Swedish and it's disco and it's from the 2010. So it, it, it's good. It, it, you know, you can fill it out, fill out the list a little bit here. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So feel free to go check out that. It's, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if I can have it. Kendrick Lamar is at 45 with All Right. I, I, would agree with that. I was happy. I mean, I was happy this song was on there at 46. MIA Paper Paper Planes. I love the song, but again, yeah. it's MIA Paper Planes, the 46 be so best songs of all time. Like even ranking albums is hard, but how do you rank songs? Like just like bopability, like dance, you know, know. It, then, when, you know, when Doves Cry, it makes you want to get your freak on. Like who knows? 
But then at 48, I do really agree with number 48, Radioheads, Idiotech, you know, I think I mean, that's sure. a joke. definitely <laughs> a top 40. I think I sent a text about this. I think Radiohead was higher than Stairway to Heaven. I mean, get the fuck out of here. There's no way that any Radiohead song is better than Stairway to Heaven. It's just got to stop. Someone's got to say enough. We don't need to do this. Yeah. It's such this is not, We're going to have a talk after Russell, this episode. Russell, you ask about no-name artists. This isn't no-name, but I mean... I would have to say if there's a, a song that to me belongs in the top 10 and this is probably uh, sentimental for me, that it'd be Here Comes a Regular by The Replacements. But that's just that's just for me, that'd be that's a top 10 song. It's just it's, it's written perfectly. Sounds great. It's clever. It's sad. It's poignant. It's got I sense. would I would pay money for Aaron just to make a top 10 songs list and then we publish it on like Spotify. Let's do it next week. Let, Aaron, can do it next my, week. My own top 10 songs. Top 10 songs list, Aaron. And this is going to be okay. something we're going to read at your funeral. Okay, okay, so I it's got to be good. Like you know, it's it. got to be. It's got to be what so good. Stairway to Heaven is number sixty-one, Russell. What if Just we do this? Know. What if over the next four weeks we each take a turn to do our top ten songs? So we, if we're going to criticize Rolling yeah. Stone, we should put ourselves out there. So maybe we, one of us takes a week. How about can we do top five? Or are we going to go all ten? We'll do top five. Well, we'll decide. We'll figure. Wait, Dave, I think we can do top five. Is tough though. Why am I, I'm hard arguing, who am I arguing against? Out. I'm arguing against myself. Didn't we do yeah. that in like episode zero? Didn't we do? Oh, God. Don't listen to episode zero. Please don't listen to episode zero. Yeah. I should delete that shit episode. Who's up next? Rolling going for Aaron. Move on to Aaron. Uh, Rolling going, Aaron. How's it going with you? Uh, It's going great. Um, I listened to... to, to uh, Yeah, it's going really good. Uh, I had a nice lunch today. Uh, I just wanted to give you an update. Uh, Aaron's green of the day today was mustard greens. Um, as I mentioned before the podcast, um, my lady's out of town for the night. Um, so I am recording inside the house and I get a little bit wild when she's not here and she oh, doesn't no. really, she doesn't really dig on mustard greens cause they're, they hurt her, her tummy a little bit. So I, um, oh, ate you a put ketchup of, on your greens when she's there instead or what? <laughs> no, today I put pork no, mustard in. greens had, are actually the kind of greens, Russell. It's not mustard oh, on greens. Yeah. Oh. Today I had, today I had a, a leftover pork chop. So I cut up the fat. Oh yeah. Put, way to live on the, the edge. Fat in the, yeah. So well, it was leftover pretty, pork chops, pretty much and pretty greens. out there. Uh, I listened to a new record new to me this week by Yebba Y E B B A. This is a, a oh R and B artist from. That's what I'm gonna start Memphis. calling the penis. Yeah, and I okay. thought that was Yebba. outstanding. Yeah, so I really enjoyed the Yebba record. I highly recommend what, that. What was the best and song off that record? If somebody wants to listen to it. Ah oh, shit! I don't remember the names of the songs, Rob. I just put it on. I should have. Ah, oh, I better. I'm gonna have to look that up. Uh, I think the song yep. sucks. No, oh, right. you're. Oh, I should have known you were trying to set me up. And lastly, uh, last weekend, um, as you all remember from last week's episode, I watched a college football game and was very uh, upset with the outcome. So mm-hmm. on Sunday, I spent some time uh, eating my feelings and I learned a new skill, which is how to eat a chicken wing flat in one bite. Um, I saw this on Twitter and I really like people. I know people do all flats on the chicken wings. I never understood why. Mm-hmm. And I realized they're much easier to eat than you think. You can sort of like lollipop it. And then you just stick it in there and you can pull the whole thing out all in one chunk. You get, you get a little bit of gristle in there, but it's really delightful. So I was really You're just uh, learning this. Yes. I, that's like the first time I ate a chicken wing. I put it all in my mouth and ate it all off. Oh Jesus man, I've Christ. been missing out. I didn't know you could do that. It's way yeah. easier. Yeah, well, yeah, of course they fit right in. It's a perfect, I know they're a perfect, perfect food. food. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Rob, we're best friends again. That's true. And uh, Aaron, I was, I realized, I, I think it's been weeks since I played this, but that whole rolling going oh. literally, that was, that was a left field take. <laughs> like 
if you take, take the train down Aaron's oh. just thing he just said. He's been eating mustard greens, right? He, oh, shit, I can't remember where the second one was. <laughs> he doesn't put Yeba. ketchup on his greens. He doesn't I was put listening ketchup. to Yeba. He was listening to Yeba, <laughs> and then he realized how to eat a chicken wing. Like, that is a wild, did you write those down, Aaron? Like, is that written down somewhere, those three things, or is that just no, on the they're just that's just off the dome. It's just a week in the life. <laughs> that is so funny to me that that's the things you want to talk about out here. I just get that's, such a that's kick what's out going of on it. in my life, you know? So is the mustard green guy, is that the same guy at the farmer's market that's selling you dandelion greens? Like, is he like, hey, guys, watch this. I bet he'll fucking buy something called mustard greens. The guy's like, no yeah. way he'll buy that. <laughs> it's just greens with a bottle uh, of mustard that comes with it. No, last weekend I went and they had uh, dandelion greens at Tomatero, but the line was really long. So I got the mustard greens at yeah. Happy Boy. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you asked. Okay. All those things you said make sense to me. Not a big deal. Uh, all right, rolling going with me. I'll tell you what. I told, I texted you guys all today while I was doing it. But today I went to a coffee coffee tasting Ooh, where I got. Yeah. It was a five course coffee intro where it was. Uh, it started with a tea and then uh, an iced coffee, a uh, non alcoholic coffee martini. And then uh, coffee made with this boiling system where they put it up and down. It was great. And I realized one thing I love more than anything else is a tasting menu. I yes. love a tasting menu. Yeah. I love getting like 10 fucking courses, yeah. tiny, tiny things. I did one of the modern ones in uh, New York City. And it was so fun. It was so much fanfare for such little foods. And when you eat it, you're like, this is so good because it's so small and so expensive. I love tastings. And I was saying that to Jenny today, and she reminded me that we have a friend who's like, oh, yeah, there's a tasting you can do in New York City where you go into the room and it's pitch black. And you're with a bunch of people in a pitch black room and you can taste the food. That's it. Like you're eating food in pitch black. And our friend said to us, doesn't that sound so sensual? And I was like, what? Wait, <laughs> I guess. You, would you guys do an all pitch black tasting? I think I would have to try it, but it would be so strange. Like, a, how I don't even understand how they get you the food and like. And then do they when when do they when do they tell you what you're eating? I bet you'd hear stuff on your date you do not want to hear. You know what I mean? When you can't see anything, you're like really you're you're like uh, daredevil. Your folk, your other senses are heightened to a gross level. If if all my first dates couldn't see me, I would have a hundred percent success rate of second dates. They would they would all get to the second date. I love that confidence, Russell. That's the confidence of a big kid playing with all younger kids uh, in the neighborhood. It's like the problem is I'm just fully my looks. confident that if she couldn't see me, we would be going out again. One hundred percent. That's that would be a bad sign if you're on a date. They're like, hey, we're gonna go to this all dark tasting for our first date. You're like. So I've been I seeing mean, this girl for a while. We've been, we've been to all dark tastings like 17 yeah. times in a row. I don't really know what the problem yeah. is, but it seems yeah. to be working. Her name is L. Elephant Man. It's like, I am not an animal. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Elephant Man. Her name is Elephant Man. <laughs> Rob, did this, this tasting, did they pair it with little donuts or a little anything to go with the coffees or anything or not? Well, I didn't want to talk about it, but it's actually kind of a point of embarrassment. They brought out <laughs> uh, two plates of peaches, macadamia nuts apricots and uh something else like a, a almond and they're like mm -hmm. okay so for the different courses these are the different foods it's going to taste like so you can taste those and kind of compare it to the coffee 
he went and got a coffee and came back and I had eaten my entire plate. I had eaten all you the peaches. The I ate all the nuts. <laughs> and then he's like, and then you guys can try the, and he looks and he goes, oh, well, okay, so you can, I guess you can try the two macadamia nuts that are left on Jenny's. And I was like, oh my God, such a fat guy moment of me eating the, it's like if you're at the perfume store eating the coffee beans that you're supposed to smell like in between. It was and Rob, did you eat it all like trail mix? Like, did you just shovel up one big handful of everything on the plate and eat it all in one bite or not? Like Aaron does the chicken wing? No, I was doing the fancy guy thing where I was like eating it and like, oh, yes. Oh, I really love macadamia. Oh, these nuts. almonds are so good. That's like when you get a cheese plate and everyone sits there and is like, oh, this cheese is amazing. It's fucking cheese. Like, like let's get over it, right? <laughs> like, is the cheese really that good? Like, oh, they put some sort of like, some sort of uh, topping on these almonds. They're so... I've never had almonds. This, like, shut the fuck up. It's just would, cheese. This is the idea of going to an all dark tasting wrestling. You just being super negative about the food is so funny to me. It's just fucking cheese. Because I think you're at a party with people that you don't know. So you like go in with your date and you're with like six other people. And then Russell's bit the whole time would be like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's just nuts. Like, who cares? Oh, what is this chocolate ice cream? Oh, God. Like everyone else is trying to have a good time and you're just ruining it. So when, do they, when do they tell you what you're eating? Before or after I, you eat it. I don't know anything about it. I'm fascinated by the idea of I mean, a dark I think you got to do it. Yeah, I think you got to do it. I, too, oh. would need a lot of snacks with a coffee tasting. I can't. I couldn't drink that much coffee without snacks. So I, I'm, I'm with you, Rob. You know what would be a funny gag of the dark tasting? It's what I used to do when I taught. I used to teach light in the classroom, right? Like how light works. So I would take my entire class, and I found a closet in the school that was big enough to house like 20 middle school kids. And it was totally dark. Like I'd turn off the lights in the room. I'd turn off the lights in the closet. It was totally dark. And you'd get in there and the kids would always think, oh, I'll eventually be able to see. Well, of course you can't because light works by bouncing off things that hit in your eyes. So I would lecture for them for 10 minutes in the dark about how light works. And then I would say, okay, let's turn the lights on. And I would have put on a clown wig and I got a knife from the cafeteria and I went, Ooh, and then I turned the lights off again and the kids would go, ah. <laughs> I did that like three years in a row. And then I was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, that's a terrible, why would, like if somebody explained that to the parents, that's Totally inappropriate. Like, I can't be in a dark closet. First of all, I cannot be in a dark closet with a bunch of middle schoolers, period. Much less with a clown wig and a knife. Okay. Time machine. Door goes up. Smoke comes out. Old Rob. Young Rob. Middle-aged Rob wearing a clown wig and has a knife. What happens? In the dark with a bunch of preteens. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we thought this was a country Having western a club. dinner in the dark, eating pork chops that are left over from Aaron's fridge. What happens, Rob? Aaron walks into his Iowa middle school uh, country western club, and I'm in there in a clown outfit with a knife. <laughs> Coming full circle. Who's this guy? <laughs> Rob, was that your rolling going or not? <laughs> yes, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just trying to find this out clip. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about, let's get to nobody's favorite part. It's the album. Oh, sorry. That's my bad. That's my bad. Let's talk about the album. We haven't played that sound clip either. Can you believe we haven't done Aaron's left field take of the week for so long? It's because I've been my so. Bad. I've I've just become so mainstream. I think that's what's happened. Listen, I got to play Marvin Gaye's party sound clips tonight. I haven't played those literally since the Marvin Gaye episode. So, uh, guys, I, that's a good segue to this album. I think this is highly influenced by Marvin yeah. Gaye. We're like ketchup in a dark tasting. We're on a roll because I can't see where I'm putting anything. Be. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about. We were talking about Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. I have th exactly three things to say about this album. This nice. is Steve. This I is doubt it. This is Stevie Wonder's fifteenth <laughs> album. Okay, but if I say "and," that means it's one sentence. Okay, so no. keep that in mind. Do you use Oxford commas. Or Oxford commas. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> this is Stevie Wonder's 15th album. And it's yeah. really a turning point from him being a true young prodigy to kind of being coming an independent artist. Because at this point, he was ignoring more and more of Barry Gordy's advice. And if you think Barry. about that, I want to talk about what an absolute juggernaut Stevie Wonder was during this time. We've talked about this run where he won like three Grammys for best album right in a row. But just to let you know what a huge artist Stevie Wonder is, he won three Grammys for this album, but did not win best album at the Grammys. Do you want to know who won best Grammy at best album at this Grammys? Who was it? So it been in 72. It was Stevie wonder for inner visions. It was him he for a whole different album. album. <laughs> yes. He kicked his own ass at the Grammys. He won a Grammy for an album that came out after this. Like that's how awesome Stevie wonder was at this time. So when that's you're listening to this. would be like if Rob nice had the bit. time machine, time machine door open, smoke comes out. Old Rob and young Rob are both making love to his wife and young Rob performs less well than old Rob and he, he loses to himself. Right. <laughs> What I don't get, Russell, is why when yeah. you're talking about this, are you holding up a photorealistic painting that you've been working on for the last three weeks? <laughs> That's what I don't get. And Russell's in the painting, too, and it's young Russell? I don't know. Time machine. Very confusing. And I look like a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> Old Rob, young Rob, and Russ was a centaur. Centaur <laughs> Russ. Centaur Russ. Yes. Rob's are all giving... R- Centaur Sorry, Russ. Rob, I interrupted your third sentence. <laughs> no, that was all one sentence, if you noticed. Oh, okay. I really still, worked hard still the first, Still the first thing. All right, let's get into... Where does this fall? We, what ones have we done so far? So we've done Songs in the Key of Life and Inner Visions, which is, were rated higher. Where does this fall in the, the time continuum of the three? So this is his 15th album, which I do think needs to be said again, because that's a mind yeah, he was 22 idea. when it came out. 22 it, when it came out is his 15th studio album. Are you wow. serious? He's, I didn't he's realize the George he Strait of the R&B world. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's 22 when this came out. <laughs> but Russell, to answer your question, this is before Inner Visions and Songs in the Key of Life. This is the one that sort of kicks off his classic Under- Got you. Yeah. And I think you hear it. I'm going to say, cause I don't get to vote on this album at the end because of a, of a terrible choices I've made in my life. I'm going to say this. We, we texted earlier this week and somebody said, uh, there's a lot of Stevie wonder on this list. This has been by far my favorite album. I think it's funky. I think it's rocking. And to start off with is a song that I always kind of pictured as being a corny soft rock song. But then when I heard it over and over this again, this week, I enjoyed it every single time. And Aaron, you are the sunshine of my life. I feel like is the this title of the song. The I'm so glad to hear that, Rob. No. And I do want to compliment you on your on the honeyed tone of your vocals on the opener. I really think you nailed it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm, as an opener, uh, we talked about Led Zeppelin last week and about how if you heard the track one of Zeppelin 4, it would make you go bananas. The interesting thing about this one is Stevie's voice is not the first one that you hear on the album, mm-hmm. which I think is a really interesting oh, wow. choice. Yeah, if you listen, he's got two other people here. Let me back it up here. Right. So if you bought this album as a Stevie Wonder fan and you didn't hear him first, you might be like kind of surprised. That's how we let Rob talk first on our podcast. It's our podcast, <laughs> but occasionally we let Rob talk first. <laughs> and then the, there are no other guest voices after this, I don't think. It's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know there are some, some are background vocals. But yeah, I think if you bought it to be a Stevie fan and especially because he's known later for doing absolutely everything on this on his albums interesting that he's incorporating some guests on this one 
Matt, I know you've always haven't been the biggest Stevie Wonder guy, but do you think this album would, how would it be different if it starts with superstition? If it just kicks off rocking oh. with superstition, Ooh. would the rest of these songs be too slow and it wouldn't be able to hold up to that first song? Or what do you think would happen if you put superstition first? I think I would like the album even less because wow. it'd be like, we're playing our best song first and then it, it would be too slow for you after that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's a perfect song. I mean, it's it's so good on his voice, and it really is. If you just listen to the instrument, it's so funky. Uh, maybe your baby and this Russell. Guess who's playing guitar on this? Who are you gonna call? Ray Parker Jr. Yes. Oh. This is funky as fuck. I was struck by. How much I assume Prince was influenced by this one with the with different voices, and what I what, what sounds to me like a precursor to the Camille voice. <laughs> that would be a terrible song to have play on like a second date if the first date went well. Like to hear maybe it's your baby. That would be bad. Eesh, bad yeah, news. Maybe she made some other plans. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's good to get all that news out on the first date, as Russ has yeah, learned on so many dates. Yeah. See if this podcast was around time machine. Russell's there with the pregnant woman on the date. <laughs> no, Comes you got playing that door of smoke, though, Rob. <laughs> okay, sorry. Bunch of smoke, door goes down. Yes. It's not that good a bit, so I didn't give that big of an intro. <laughs> Keep going, just own it. <laughs> Russell walks out, places one single working headphone into Russell's ear, and starts playing yes. that song. They both laugh. Russell gets back in Time Machine. Time Machine doesn't go anywhere. Time Machine's broken. Russell's stuck in the past. <laughs> Old, old Russell and young Russell are doing that thing where they're sitting on the train real next to each other, each wearing one headphone. One <laughs> headphone works. The other <laughs> headphone doesn't work. <laughs> Explaining how the White Album works. Uh, next <laughs> up, we have You and I. This was Obama's wedding song. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, what, what did you guys have for a wedding song? I, Matt, I don't think I went to your wedding. I've been we to Aaron and Rob's. What were your guys' wedding songs? Do you remember? Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Wait. Oh, nice. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was your first dance? Yep. That's great. Was That's I at choice. your wedding, Matt? No. We 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 had we could either have like we 390 invited. people or 60, and we decided to have 60. Yeah, actually, we know so, that we've been oh, texting about it on our side chain that you didn't yeah. invite us. I will say it was really embarrassing. I went when we went out to eat with Matt and his wife, and they were Matt was talking about our wedding, and both Jenny and I turned to Matt and go, You were at our wedding? We were both <laughs> blown away. We had no recollection that we were even friends with Matt at the time. We were like, how did, I think we said, how did you get invited to our wedding? Like, I, I have terrible. no idea. Yeah. yeah, we were not that good of friends. I get invited by, by, you know, there was like this group of St. Olaf people. And I said, if you invited 400 people, I was probably like 398 or 399 mm-hmm. just by association. Let Matt riding the damn limo back, but not yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was there. It's like I like, saw Manuel from South St. Paul in rare form. So, Rob, what was your song? <laughs> like when he asked my dad, you have many beautiful wives and point to my sister. <laughs> All time moment at my wedding. That's a good one. Russell, we, uh, our first dance was These Arms of Mine by Otis Redding. Sing it for us, Rob. will drop it in. <laughs> Sounds like this. Yes. yes. <laughs> this would be such a good first dance. No, we actually did uh, Elton John, your song. So. Did, now, did you guys have a say in that, or was that your spouse's pick, or how does the how does the how does the selection process go for the first song? When I was in sixth grade, I started going to bed by listening to the pop radio station uh, on headphones as I would go to bed, and there was a remake of your song at that time by I can't remember who did it, Brian Adams or somebody like that, and I was like, this is the most beautiful song I've ever heard because it was like the also the third song I'd ever heard, 
And I said, this is going to be the song at my wedding when I get married. And then I said to Jenny, I really want this to be the song at my wedding. She was like, fine, okay, quit. Like, who cares? Like, she was already out of it by then. She's like, okay, whatever. And I was like, yes, wedding, being married really is about compromises and not yelling at your spouse just because they like to go to bed a little bit later than you do. Matt, did you pick Ring of Fire? Was it a joint decision or how did that work? I think it was slightly joint decision, slightly kind of the the crowd and the situation kind of a thing. You know, we didn't we didn't really like have everybody stop and watch us dance. I think we just put the song on and you know, as a, did he, as like you, a you started thing, yelling so. at people like keep getting drinks. This is just supposed to be an efficient <laughs> yeah. party. I don't want the lines right. to stop. In and out, no, in and out. Yep. Don't hang around too long. Did these people know they were at a wedding mat or is this like the Russell hairdresser <laughs> date where they didn't know they were at a wedding, but you were at a country Western bar in Iowa. Right. No, and you're like, Hey, here's a little bit wedding. of confusion. This is so weird. This is this supposed to be, it a- was a little bit of confusion, but you know, we got through it. <laughs> Aaron, how did you guys pick a song? You both being, you guys are both music people. And actually I think for your wedding, or maybe it was part of your wedding, you gave away CDs of some of the, your guys' favorite songs. So how did you guys pick what song you were going to play for, for your we wedding? We did, yeah. The the, the CD playlist we, was definitely collaborative. It was stuff we had listened to together. How we chose the Otis Redding track, I mean... I'm not, <laughs> for an opener. Not sure. I don't know if this was, is an opener. Like, it's too fast, I think. it's. It was for sure collaborative. <laughs> but yeah, You should the, hear that the, track. You should hear that track when Aaron's been riding in that back seat for a few weeks, right? <laughs> the Biggie yeah. interlude was my certainly my pick. <laughs> yeah, what's weird is that the song his wife wanted to play for the wedding, uh, first dance. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> think it's that's the right tone. She's <laughs> not happy about being married. Not pleased. Okay, guys, I played all the songs you know already on my stupid board. Oh, guys, hey, I wrote a joke for the next song. Rob, did you write a joke for the next song? Uh, No, I did not. Okay, This is what happens when our listeners log into their favorite place to get podcasts on a Tuesday morning and they find that Suzanne is not featured. It's (laughs) a Tuesday heartbreak. Yes, very good. (laughs) For the zero of of Suzanne's friends who listen to this, because the word on the street is none of you listen. That's not true. They listened to part of it and then walked out of the room. It was so bad. <laughs> Didn't you say, Rob, hey, guys, we'll have Suzanne on. She's great. It'll be a big bump to the, yeah. Yeah. To the yeah. downloads. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, I can't show any of this to my friends. This is humiliating. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to podcast. That's the way it goes. That song is so funky. The organs in the background, it's just, it's to me, it sounds so good. And what? listen to these lyrics. I want to be with you when you're all alone. I want to be with you. When you feel you got another man, you see, baby, it's all right. Like, what, what does that even mean? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I want to be with you. And then when I'm with you, I would have I read it was about being envious of someone that your crush is in love with. So you're in love with someone, but they mm-hmm. like someone else. So it would be like how old Rob is envious of young <laughs> Rob, because that's what Jenny used to really like you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I liked your grandma hairstyle. That was my favorite part about you. And now old Rob has come back and screwed it up. Yeah. While we're making work for Rob in editing, the song that this one reminds me of is a song called Susie Thunder Tussie by Junie Morrison. Susie Thunder what? Susie Thunder Tussie. Oh, that was cool. Which was, which is then with later a, sort with of. With a P? <laughs> with a T as in. Oh, a T. Oh. Thunder. Okay. Yeah, my computer's Susie slowing down. I'm trying to click on this so fast. <laughs> that was Aaron's last field take of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we that, that all love second, Thunder That Tussie. was Aaron's second selection for the wedding song, Susie Thunder Tussie. <laughs> Susie Thunder Tussie. Listen to it. It's a great song, Junie Morrison. And then Solange free. did a sort of homage to it with a song called Junie. Hey, ladies, free Susan Thunder Tussie with an arrow. Who knows where? Like, that could be pointed anywhere. 
two arrows pointed up to his chest. It's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Uh, you've got it bad, girl. So, you, Rob, you were saying you like this album more than Size and the Key of Life and Inner Visions. What, what jumps out to you? What makes it... Well, first of all, Inner Visions, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know what it is. I think he's he's a little more restrained on this because Inner Visions was a double, right? That was, was that a double album? No. It's that was Songs and Song the Key, Key of Life, Key of Life was, was the double. But even Inner Vision, yeah. I think, had some long songs. Like, I thought the songs on this were, were to the point. They were all had that funky song sound and even though they varied in tempos i just every time i was listening to it at work it just made me happy to be listening to this i was like tapping my feet i, I, I just thought it was really fun and listening to the listen to these lyrics russell okay when you insist on excluding the tenderness that's in my kiss then you've oh. got a bad girl so he's basically being like hey listen you want to see how ten- okay so first of all guys i'm going to do this to the zoom camera just watch how look at the tenderness in my kiss this is terrifying. Oh no! <laughs> Look at that mustache. No, what oh is my god! <laughs> oh no! Look at all that thing glistens. It's the, just getting worse. His mustache oh, is glistening. No. Oh, yeah. okay. He's never gonna stop. Oh, I don't. I don't know what old Jenny or young Jenny saw in this. <laughs> you got it, bad guys. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. Uh, so, I mean, I just, it, this album, it just makes me happy. And Russell, finally, we get the best song from an artist on the album. We know it makes you Here happy. Superstition. It's a legit album on the list if you've got a banger like this on it, right? I mean, just yeah. listen. This drum intro is so nice. I don't, is Stevie playing drums on this one? Yes. I do like the drum. I like the drumming on this album in general. Ooh, somebody ooh. else is playing bass and somebody else is playing saxophone, but he's doing the rest. He just... So I have seen Stevie Wonder play live once. It was at a uh, concert uh, at my lady's job at uh, AT&T Park. And we were not sitting in the best place for sound, but it was yeah. still incredible. And he did this amazing thing where he would tease the beginning of every song. It was just him at the keys, and he would kind of tease the intro to everything. He'd kind of noodle around. Make you wait for it a little bit. You'd start yeah. to hear it, and then you wouldn't hear it, and you'd start to hear it. And I'll never forget hearing Superstition that way. Like, when you awesome. realize like that's what's coming. Whew. Matt. That is the number 12 song on yes. the top 500 new list. Well, so. Rolling well tone, don't you think? That could be even be higher for me. That song is badass. It's I'm trying to think song. of a song that could be one song better than that song. Hmm, what could be a great song that would be one song better? Oh, that's right. God only knows what I'd do without you. The best pop song of all time. Everybody knows it. It is funny, though, to noodle around and kind of tease it, Aaron. It's like when I lean in and act like I'm going to kiss the camera, too. Yeah. But you, you guys are like, oh, maybe. We're just waiting for it. We're hoping. And then you pull back yet. a little We're bit. We're hoping. <laughs> and then when you lean in again, your hair is different and you've got no mustache and it's young Rob leading in to kiss the camera. Highly erotic. <laughs> One thing I noticed on that, we've talked about the the clavinet before. We talked about the Wurlitzer. We talked about the Rhodes. And we talked about the clavinet a, a week or two ago, didn't we, we Rob? Was it Cripple Creek? Yeah. Wasn't that a clavinet song yeah. that we were talking about? Yeah. With the it kind of inspired Stevie Wonder, something that Aaron said. So if we've done a list on the Rhodes, we've done a list on the Wurlitzer, here's our chance. We're going to do a list of the greatest songs Uh-oh. ever featuring the clavinet. Oh, my I'm God. You know I love this. your electric piano list, Russell. This I, I, so I did it just for you, Rob. Oh, I can't, just for I can't you. live without it. I just feel like I'm so smart listening to electric pianos. I was going to talk about time signatures again this week. People seem to love it. I got zero over zero emails saying they like that part. 
Aren't they, these are all in 4 4, I think, right? There's not a lot going on. Don't, terms, please. Oh, don't sorry. get me started. Let's hear the list. Nobody cares. <laughs> First song on the That's list. Me. This is another one who used the clavinet with the wah wah pedal. In my mind, this is the sixth Beatle after the dead. Paul McCartney was the fifth. This is Billy Preston, Out of Space. Ooh, I don't know this song. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is funky, time. is it not? And this all is 71, right? This is the same year. Yes, it is the same year. Oh, I've never heard this. Jeez, that's good. Yeah, Billy Preston. He plays He plays on a couple of Aretha's records, too. Yeah. Russell, Wait, I want to make these sounds in my apartment. What yeah, do I need right. to go buy? A clavinet and a wah-wah pedal? A, a clavinet and a wah-wah pedal. Okay, oh, so man, that's wah-wah. so good. Let me check if I have a clavinet. <laughs> I don't. I was going to yell roll out, Jenny, do we have a clavinet? But I realized it's a little lower, Rob, a little lower. <laughs> He's wearing a t-shirt that says clavinet down here. No, it's not really working. <laughs> hey, and Rob, on the back it says have... wah-wah pedal. Rob, maybe you should have two clavinets just in case one breaks. You have a second one because you don't want to be without one, right? You know, That's it'll right. Take yeah, you, you would never want to have so few clavinets <laughs> that if one got mixed in with somebody else's wash, you'd be totally lost without the clavinet yep. you have. Next up, Jenny's not going to listen up, to this. She's not next up on the list, we talked uh, Led Zeppelin last week. So we're going to go right back to Led Zeppelin. This is Physical Ooh. Graffiti. The song is called Trampled Underfoot. And John Paul Jones was actually inspired by Stevie Wonder with the clavinet and wah-wah pedal here. Jesus. Oh, yeah, you can hear the yeah. similar similar pattern. And then bottom and this was in, so loud. It's incredible. This was in 75, so about four years after Superstition. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's even such the a, chord changes are similar. That's such a good song. I've heard it a million times. And just like Aaron said, when you, re- you sent me Trampled by Underfoot, I was like, I have no fucking idea what, is Aeros- what Led Zeppelin <laughs> song says. None of the titles make any sense for the songs. <laughs> no, I don't know the names of any of them. Next song on the list. This is one I think Aaron's going to like. He really he mentioned Rufus a few weeks ago. This is Rufus I and did. Shaka Khan. Tell me something good. Check this song. Oh, out. Oh, this is a so great good. Song. Great song. Tell me something good. Yeah, you see, this is kind of that similar groove to the band. And a really really cool thing about this song, but it's it was Khan. written by Stevie Wonder. And oh, so I was waiting. This is one of the rare instances where an artist has a huge hit song and decides to give it to someone else instead of keep it for themselves. I thought that was really cool. That's insane. That's yeah, so sure. sings the hell out of it. Compares. What a great, what a great uh, I see you, man. call out. I love it. Nothing Next compares. up on the list, this is Free Ride by Edgar Winter Group. You guys remember this song? Oh, yeah. This is a high school show choir staple. Oh, God, Aaron. Why do you say stuff like that? <laughs> My show choir never did it, but I saw plenty of show yeah. choirs do it. Reminds me of Dazed and Confused. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you hear that clavinet in the background there? Yeah. Yeah. Come on yeah, it's kind of take a, a free ride. It sort of does the, the work of a rhythm guitar, but also some yeah. bass. And, and I think that's the way the clavinet works. I think it plucks at the, the tines or whatever, yeah, so it almost right. makes it sound like a guitar a little bit. Oh, nice, Russell. The Edgar Winter guys are so... I When I was downloading this, it showed me the album cover. I literally legitimately jumped back. It, they yeah, look, it is startlingly they, scary. They are like something out of Tales from the Crypt, <laughs> what they look like. It is so scary. <laughs> My favorite thing about that song, though, it was actually produced by Rick Derringer, who you guys may know, is actually the guy who played the Hulk Hogan theme song, Real oh. American. <laughs> Same guy. He produced the other song that and he does this song. Oh, hey man. there, hey there so brother. 
Thanks for anyway. coming to Hulk, Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. I'm going to recommend you try the Hulk Yellows. I can't eat anymore. I've been eating like a big brother. <laughs> also, make sure you have dessert. Okay? I am a real That's what I call American. it when I'm fucking my friend's wife. <laughs> it's not like his wife's, friend, wife's brother. What was his no. wife's brother? No. Yeah. In the business, they call it a tag team. <laughs> And I didn't say coming off the ropes. So I think that's really good. I didn't I think say that. You're working clean tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Last song on the list is another 70s song. This is from 1974. This is Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang. Check this one out. Oh. That's not what you sent me. Oh. oh. I guess we're doing this one instead. Oh, we're we're up yeah. on the downstroke instead. Yes. This is your band, Eric. I know. That's what I say this Parliament. I was just trying to figure out if I should Google and see who's playing the keys, if it was Bernie Worrell or Judy Morrison or somebody else. It was written by George Clinton, Bootsy Collins, and Bernie Worrell. Oh, so and then I read, Bernie Aaron, that it was also covered by the Horny Horns. Yeah, so like, I know you like the Horny Horns, you know, it, you know it. Aaron, I was, I was wondering, I had, a time, I had a time machine show up in my apartment five minutes ago, and he rolled down the door and said, don't bother. Wait, was there smoke that came out? You got to do the whole oh, bit, Rob. Okay, fine. Right. There's a there's a time machine door open. Smoke comes out. Whatever. I yes. come out. I've got a bigger mustache. I said, "Don't bother," and I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm five minutes too early for Aaron googling that." Shh. They went back up. So I came back in time to make fun of Aaron. I thought that was pretty good. Rob, what if you? What if there was another time machine? Door goes down. Smoke comes out, yep. and then all of a sudden, Rob, sixty year old Rob, is there. Now you've got mm-hmm. three Robs from three different generations. What would happen then? Oh, I. I think we would go enter a three-on-three basketball tournament. I think that's what we'd have to do. <laughs> it's in the Olympics. Motherfucker, I'm getting that gold we're talking about. 3x3. I'll tell you what, Russell. Jungle Boogie is so fucking good. I'm going to take the time, and I'm going to do the mat here, and I'm going to put it under us right now. This song is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Jungle Boogie. Bom, 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 bom. One of the reasons I wanted that one on the list, there's a point. You guys remember the, the point where you hear the guy, Jungle Boogie, he's doing all the, yeah. the guy who's doing all the Get language for it, all the, the words. That was a guy named Donald Boyce who was actually a roadie for the band, and oh, he wow. became known as the Boogie Man after that. Oh, that's, oh, nice. that's so good. And then he started that show on NBC. The boys, where he would turn around in his chair and go, that was so good. I want a boogie. And they're like, there's 10 episodes of this? It's like, yeah, it's mostly ads if you actually watch it. Like 90% of it is actually ads. And previews to things that happen where he turns his previews chair. Previews and then recaps. Yeah. And he goes, get it up. Get it down. Okay, that's some more of the boys. Do you guys want more? Yeah, more. Smoke, time metal comes in. Rob yes, comes out and says, yes, do out. more Du Bois. I say, okay. Yes. <laughs> Get it up down. <laughs> I can't remember what else he says with it. Jungle time machine. Door goes up down. Oh my God. Now, comes out. now I'm Du Bois. <laughs> I've gone so far back in time. I got hired as a roadie with Cool and the Gang. Yes. <laughs> because originally, Cool and the Gang is sitting in the room, right? All of a sudden, a flash of light. Metal objects. Smoke. Door smoke comes down. Comes out. Smoke comes out. I come out and I yeah. go, guys. What is this? Some sort of celebration? They're like, dude, you got to be our roadie. So I'm like, okay, waiting for my moment. Taryn holds in the space-time continuum now. Yeah. And then I jump out and I yell, bungle boogie. And they go, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? I go, damn it. That was my moment. I was waiting for it. Matt, you had always talked about wanting to be the roadie that car- just carried stuff around. Could you have been the roadie that did like the voiceover on the song? Oh, yeah, I think. And, I, and, you know, we can't, I can't talk about it yet. 
because yeah. I can't put it out. But I, I think I've got a roadie gig yes. coming up in November. Yes. What's the band again? Can't say it. I can't. I can't release it. Till okay, but if it's you out. were gonna say it, and like I'll edit it out or whatever. <laughs> but like, what would you say? Starts with an an S and ends with an E. Fairer. <laughs> oh, right. So good. Am I going to edit that out? <laughs> Shit, you made more work for me. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you were going to ed- uh, roadie, though, for the Edgar Winter Group, just be aware because they look like, have you ever worn wet socks for like a day and then take off your socks and look at your big toe? That's what Edgar Winter looks like. It's crazy. Russell, that was a fantastic list. Well, thank you. I thought it was really fun. I think we've officially conquered all electric pianos. I've got one question for you, though, on another list, because that was a great list, but I think... Yeah. The more I get into this 500 songs list, this oh, no. is horrible. It doesn't live up to Russell's standards. They got 436. They've got Carly Rae Jepsen, Call Me Maybe. Yes, it should be higher. <laughs> Fantastic. But they don't song. have, yeah, but they don't have Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. I have Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus way ahead of Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Party, thoughts, Party in the USA no. is my go-to, my go-to piano bar song. If I go to a piano bar, that's the song I want to hear. Yeah, that's the song I want to It's not Call Me Maybe by Carly. I like that. Jesus. But the top 500 songs of all time. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. That's your list. At the Dark Tasting. A flash of light ruins it. <laughs> metal object, maybe. It's dark. Nobody can see it. You hear a hiss. You hear yeah. metal scraping on metal. It sounds like maybe there's a door opening. You hear somebody come out with a phone playing. And what is it playing? It's, uh, fuck, I did the whole bit. I can't remember who it is. It's Billy Idol. No, who did Dancing Billie in the Dark? Eilish? Shit, fuck this. Okay, we're out of here. Moving on. What's the next song? God damn Springsteen? <laughs> Hey, I, I, I got one. Time machine shows up. Door goes up. Smoke comes out. Rob doesn't fuck up that joke. <laughs> it's Bruce Springsteen dancing in the dark, and definitely not dancing by myself by Billy Idol, which is what I was thinking of. God damn it, Rob! All right, let's get back to talking book. And you know, I guys don't know what you missed because I just edited all that out. Uh, speaking of Russell writing songs for other people, superstition was actually part of a deal that Stevie Wonder had with Jeff Beck, who appears later on this album. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he said, okay, we want you to come work with us and I'm going to write you a song. And guess what song he wrote for Jeff Beck? What's that? Superstition. (laughs) He wrote Superstition. He's like, you should have this. And then there was an issue with the Jeff Beck's recording wasn't going to come out soon enough. And Barry Gordy was like, you need to release the song as your own. It's a damn hit. And sure enough, Jeff Beck's version comes out like a year later. Listen to this. Oh my God! Can you imagine living in a world with, in a time machine with no superstition by Stevie Wonder? And this is the version. I mean, this kind of rocks, it's, but it's, it's not the it's, same. It's fine, but oh, you would never. You, there's a reason we've never heard that version and didn't know it existed. So basically, yep. he was like, "Jeff, I wrote you this song because Jeff Beck came up with the drum beat for that in the studio, and then Stevie Wonder improvised the words. He improvised that opening riff, and they're like, mm-hmm. this is so good, Jeff Beck. This is your song.' And then later, Stevie was like. This is a little too good. This is actually my song. I'm going to keep this. And Keeping it for well, myself. What if Brilliant. he would have kept Tell Me Something Good for himself and it would have became one of the greatest songs ever? Maybe he missed right. out on that one, too. Absolutely. He should have. He's, he's, he's yeah. made a huge mistake. That was actually his first number one single since he was Little Stevie Wonder with, as with Fingertips. 22, 15 albums later, he's got two number one singles. Forget about it. Really? So, like, Science Seal Delivered, None of the Mushroom Morning, none of those were number ones. Wow. Nope. How dare you question my facts, Aaron? What do you no, think? No, I'm not questioning. I'm just saying that's remarkable. It, it, it really is. Okay. Just like my brother, Mar- oh, never mind. Big brother. Awesome. 
Matt, aren't you a big brother, Aaron? You and I are big brothers. You're a big brother, aren't you, Matt? Yeah, big yep. brother. Yep. I'm the Rob, oldest. you're the only one that's not a big brother. What the fuck are you talking about? I got two younger He's a sisters. Big brother? Yeah, I'm right, a double we're all big, big brother. Yeah. Wow, are we we're all, all the oldest? Oh, are we wow. all the oldest? Everybody's yeah. the oldest? Yeah. Guys, that's why we're all such alpha males. We're used to just being awesome, <laughs> doing awesome in basketball in the neighborhood because we're the oldest kids. Kicking kid. little kids' ass in yeah. sports, right? And, and showing little kids, you know, how to behave and be actually really good kids and sweet and everybody likes I us. hope we're not the type of big brothers that this song is about because this is when Stevie's, I think this is Stevie responding to Marvin Gaye changing the discourse and saying, okay, maybe it's time to start singing about what's going on in, the, in this country. I, I read that. I read that Stevie Wonder played every instrument on this song. I know we've had a lot of songs on these albums where Stevie Wonder's played all these instruments. You kind of got to go back and remind yourself that that he's doing almost all the music on mm-hmm. this, which he should get credit for. But I almost did a list on the greatest songs ever where the artist played all the all the instruments on the songs. And one song, I'm just going to share one song that Rob's going to have to drop in. You guys will know this oh. one from back in the day. Clarence <laughs> Carter Strokin. You guys oh, remember Clarence all Carter Strokin? Hell yeah. Turns out he played all the instruments on Strokin. Isn't that badass? You know, yeah, how does that song go, Rob? How does that go? I'm, well, it's playing in the background. You're going to make me sing it and match it up with my plane. It's like a huge, that's a huge pain. That, that was a song that is about Clarence Carter stroking, and it literally is exactly what you think he's singing about. And he sings about it over and over. They used to play that song at a bar we went to in college. Yeah, and was, Roosters, and Rooster yeah. would end the night with it, and I can't hear that song without thinking of Rooster's drunk ass. And what was yeah. so weird is I can't think about the time when they were playing that song one time, and I, I, I kind of saw this blur out of the corner of my eye, and all of a sudden, who's there? It's me with a mustache going like this. <laughs> this song fucking rocks. I love this, and I'm like, hey, this is great. Should we make out? And then it was... Clarence Carter, fascinating career because he recorded Stroking and then he also recorded Patches, one of the saddest songs in recorded human history. Like it's a, he, he spans the gamut incredibly. And he recorded the greatest Christmas song of all time with Backdoor Santa. Backdoor like this Santa, guy's a fucking yes. genius. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why is Clarence Carter not on that? He should be the top three of the top 500 songs for sure. 40-year-old Rob's at the corner of the bar playing his old <laughs> instrument during Stroking. He's Stroking. Blame it. And just like I would, just like... Matt did when his kid fell on the boat, but it was actually Matt who tripped him. Blame it on the sun. Oh, I love this song by Millie Vanilli. This is a great Millie Vanilli. Oh. oh, let's blame it on the rain. My bad. Matt. This is going to be the first week, Matt, where I don't edit you out saying, oh, this is a great Millie Vanilli song. God, you're always saying that. Every week. How many times have I told you guys enough of Millie Vanilli? Right? Oh, you know what? I had actually written down a joke for that, Aaron. You know what the joke was? What does Aaron say when his wife sees his internet search history? It's the blame it on the sun. <laughs> That's in the future. That's actually be okay. You're That's in the living yet. room. Shh, time machine. Shh. Opens Aaron, up. Aaron, who who got these mustard greens while I was out? It was my <laughs> son. Blame it on the sun. Promise. Blame it on the sun. Son, I see you're eating dandelion greens and mustard greens. Who taught you how to do this? Where did you learn this? <laughs> I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> oh no, my kid's lame. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, again, listen to these lyrics. They didn't fill that didn't fill the sky. I'll blame it on the birds and the trees. I'll blame it on the day that ended once too soon. I'll blame it on the nights that could not be, but my heart blames it on me. It's all about breaking up, like getting dumped with somebody and then the end knowing, you know what? It's your fault that you have to drive home fast. 
Okay. You didn't wear enough sweater vests. <laughs> can't blame anybody. But and yourself. you did that thing where when you kissed, you made her stick out her tongue and then you sucked on it, which was weird. And, it, and you thought about it since <laughs> even when you're 41 Why are years you old. revealing this? If I had a time machine, that's what I would go do. I would go back and tell Rob like in eighth grade, like, listen, you're going to think this is awesome. It's actually weird as fuck. Don't do this thing with a tongue. <laughs> and then 60 year old Rob can come back and tell you, Rob, that you don't have to disclose that on your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> it might be six weeks from now, Rob. When- <laughs> School finds out about this whole podcast thing. Can you imagine? You got to wonder if I got fired for this podcast, what part would they pick and be like, this was the one, this was the one that sent it right over the edge. That's, you know what? That Sarah and I wonder that every week. We, we go through this every week. And we fix, yeah, if yeah. the school gets to the cake fart episode, you're done. Yeah. Can you imagine getting fired for cake farts? You know what? Worth it. I was actually in the principal's with the fr- Russell, I'm in the principal's office, right? All yeah. of a sudden, flash of light. Okay. Metal door, door opens. Smoke Doors up pours out. Okay, here's I am getting fired for cake fart song. They found it. Rob with a mustache gets out, gives Rob sitting there a high five. Be like, dude, that's fucking hilarious. We both get back in the time machine. And now we're here. And then I just doubled my voice in the edit. You guys did notice, but it's very funny. 60 year old Rob goes to Suzanne's son's birthday party. Farts in the kid, the homemade cake. Nobody notices because my balls smell so bad to begin with because I missed the timeline where I got that ball cleaner. Guys, it's very complicated. This is a very complicated time machine podcast. Hey, for Suzanne's friend who she asked you to listen and you walked out, this is the point where you walked out of this episode. Now he's walking back in. I was thinking about that. You know, do you think Suzanne, I mean, do you think like she went chess versus checkers on it and really, I mean, like really, like there was never any intention to even bring it up to her son, but had to say that it was for her son so that she could give it to you in person, Rob? That's a great idea. You think we've you think all been? She like she like went way over the top and is like, "Oh, I got this for my son." Oh, well, I can't give him, Rob. It's for you. Do you think? She you think her really dream was, was to give me something to wash my balls with, but she had to gaslight me into thinking there's a different reason she was giving it to yeah. me. Yeah, you know, she couldn't bring it up to you. Just say your balls layers, stink. More layers. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, that's oh no, my balls smell so bad that she had to do an intervention. I didn't even realize yeah. it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why my, my my I was wondering why my apartment smells so much like mulch. All right, looking for another pure love. I'm in the office getting fired for the balls smelling malt joke. I like the symbols on this one. The symbols? Yeah, the like finger symbols or finger what kind symbol? of regular symbols? The, the, the ride symbol? Yeah. That seems like a, a jazz nod to Is me. that a hi-hat? Like, What's a hi-hat? Listen to this oh, right no, here. It's, it is the, it's not the hi-hat, it's, it's the, the ride symbol. You guys yeah. notice this, that solo? Yeah. yeah. Who's that? I believe that's Jeff Beck. We were talking about oh. Jeff Beck earlier, and this is a pretty badass solo on this that's one. Nice. And we heard, we heard, uh, what's his name, the Ghostbusters guy doing the solo earlier. Right. But I think if you're going to say when it comes to playing the guitar on a Stevie Wonder album, who did it better? Jeff Beck did it better. No question. Yeah, absolutely. Don't you think? Uh, Thank excuse God me, for Jeff Beck. That guy's name is Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker is my dad. Uh, <laughs> that's a good joke, right? <laughs> Ghostbusters hey, Ray time machine. Call 20 me. year old Ray Parker Jr. shows up. <laughs> Smoke comes out. 40 year old Ray Parker Jr. Comes, comes out. And they both think, man, our career is going to be defined by someone saying Beck played it better on a stupid podcast than I did. <laughs> I love to think of me calling Ray Parker Jr. on the phone and being like, who are you going to call? He's like, hey. Then he calls his cousin, Ray. Parker the third and says, Hey, Ray Parker the third, you know that sound we've been looking for? Well, I've got it. It's, I can't, I, I got lost in my own story, guys. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'll edit it out. Here we go. 
I am also lost. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to go to bed tonight. Yeah. I believe when I fall in love, it'll be forever. Such a sweet I title. I don't know, man. I I know some of these songs are slow. I, what, what do you think of this as the close? I know Stevie Wonder's not your favorite, but I kind of like this as a close. Close. I suppose if I would have listened to the album, I'd have a good take. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so depressing. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I think this is the perfect album closer. It's funky. It builds. It's got a sweet message of like, hey, listen, when I fall in love with you, it's going to be forever. He's not saying I have fallen in love with you. And He's it's not gonna be forever. Yet. He's like, but when it happens, guess what? It's going to be forever. Let's go to this dark food tasting. I'm going to hear you chew food the whole time. It's going to be so hot. So kind of, it does. It does feel like an ending song. It's got a little finality to it and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. I it's, agree it's with an anthem. Man, I thought that was. I just. I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm. I'm coming around with Rob. And I thought Intervisions was my favorite Stevie Wonder album, but I. I might like this better. I think the highs on this one are are higher than the, the highs on Intervisions, and it is somewhat simpler in a way than Intervisions. Maybe that's what I like about it. Aaron, I think you got something on your. You got something on your face. Put your face by the camera. I want to see something real quick. Yeah, you just want to see what. Oh my God! There's me in a time machine back behind me, jacking off. All right, well, let's get to everybody's that line favorite and patented rating system. <laughs> Russell, where do you think uh, "Welcome to the Jungle" came in? Top 500 songs. I mean, if it's not top 100, there's something wrong. I'll say probably in the 70s. No, 491. Oh, oh my God! That's right, oh, guys. Harley Ray Jepsen's higher than "Welcome to the Jungle." If you go and you sit down with the editors at Rolling Stone, like, can they look you in the eye and tell you no, you think that's right? Absolutely not. Man, yeah. it's, it's it's. I don't please, guys. I'm trying to keep these episodes shorter and shorter. It's crazy. Listen, this is the rating system. Okay, this is number. We all love Rolling Stone. They've got a great website. They make great lists. Okay, we definitely had a great idea by doing this as our podcast base. Uh, Hey, what can we do every week that's going to take at least an hour each week to listen to and then talk about for a long time? Is this at 59? Is this rolling well-toned? Is this perfect at 59? The geniuses at Rolling Stones have done it again. We look over there. They're all Albert Einstein. They've cloned Albert Einstein over and over. Yeah, this is the best album at 59. Well, you got to respect it. E equals MC squared, man. Uh, and I was going to do a pun there, and I couldn't think of one, so I just said the actual was that Dutch? Equation. Was that a Dutch? Uh, no, actually Austrian. Thank you. Oh. Okay, smart guy over here. Do you guys realize Stevie Wonder can't see in every dinner he has is like a dinner in the dark. <laughs> okay. I, well, again, actually, he we can were see. so That's close. True. We were so That's close true. to making it through an episode where we weren't going to talk about that. Can't. Well, it's I'm just saying. It's, yeah, there's nothing wrong like, with that. He probably experiences food differently than we do, right? Maybe that's yeah. why all these songs are so horny. Like every meal for him is a super sensual meal. He's very sensual. Yeah, he's, and he's he's great with his fingers. <laughs> you, I mean, your tips. There's keyboard. Mean? There's keyboards all up and down this album. I mean, the whole album is like the entire album is made by his hands. All of these albums. That explains why Aaron's wearing the shirt that says, "Hey, if you want a keyboard." And then there's an arrow pointing down. It makes, <laughs> it makes no sense. Is this, this. album rolling uh, boned? Okay, it should not be this low. It should have been at 58, 59. And as we know from the Rolling Stone website, being low is actually more clicks in. So you have to do more work to get low, just like Flo Rider was talking about. Or is this a rolling groan? Ugh, we did not like the song of the album we didn't think it was great uh what do you guys think is this rolling well-toned rolling boned or rolling grown aaron what do you think 
Oh, I'm torn on this one because as I texted you guys earlier this week, I do think that there is too much. And I, let me preface this by saying, I think I'm the biggest Stevie Wonder fan on the podcast. Although Rob, maybe you and I are close. Uh, but I, I do feel for representation I think I more than purposes. You. That's, that's yeah, possible. He yeah. is a bigger Stevie Wonder fan. Okay. Russell, you are it's okay when I say it. It's not me. okay when you say it. I don't. Uh, <laughs> better mustache. So, I, I think Stevie Wonder is probably the greatest living pop musician. So it makes sense for a lot of his output to be there. But for representation purposes, it's been a long time and will be a long time since we heard an album from a woman. Uh, we still don't have Willie Nelson or Johnny Cash. Uh, so I'm, I'm struggling a bit with the amount of Stevie Wonder in the top top 100. However, this I can't I couldn't slot this album any lower. I, I really love it. I think it is a great foreshadowing of where he was going with his music. It's a cool inflection point in his career and the, the work that he did to create an album like this entirely from his own mind, although he does have, it seems, more guests on this one than some of the others, makes it rolling well toned for me. I, I'm, I, Time Machine comes in. Okay, door opens, smoke comes smoke, out. Smoke, about smoke. 30 you seconds like into you your, some smoke. About 30 seconds into what Aaron said because I had a good joke and I didn't interrupt it. Now it's one of the greatest regrets of my entire life. <laughs> greatest pop musician. Are you talking about Ray Parker Sr.? Hey, pop, listen to the song I wrote about the Ghostbusters. And I, you know, my old, okay, now what's weird though? Oh, a second no. flash of light, a second door opens. Okay, smoke, smoke. more smoke. Similar Rob comes out. Okay, and says, oh, a pop musician. Are you talking about Grandpa Jones when he sang the song Mountain Dew? Time is third time machine comes in. Door goes down. Smoke comes out. Rob grabs him before he can say the Mountain Dew joke. Throws him back to the time machine. They get out of there. God only knows what they're up to. It's probably brings everybody else back so they get that two minutes of their life back. But secretly thought, actually, that was a good joke. Your co-hosts are just dumb shits. They don't get it because they don't listen to bluegrass music. Another song to put in the background there. That's true. Um, no bluegrass on the list yet. Okay. So uh, Aaron, I wasn't listening because I was thinking about those jokes and it was totally worth it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a reluctant rolling well-toned. It's a, it's a, it's rolling well-toned. I'm not going to, I'm not going to equivocate. Matt, what do you think for hearing this album for the first time live on the air? What did you think of this? <laughs> no, I listened to it when I went through the, when I went through the, um, you know, when it, in order, when I was, we're doing this list thing. But, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's to me, like I listened to the Rufus and Chaka Khan song and I listened to parliament and there's so much more funkier and better than, um, Stevie for me. I don't know. I, I think he's a great songwriter. Um, you know, watching some of his stuff live seems to hit it, but these albums, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't hear it. And, you know, I, I'm not going to, discount anything he's done because clearly he's a huge influence on a, a ton of people but i would just say that this is a rolling groan i don't like it at this spot i wish it was higher on the list which means it's a no lower on the list which means it's a higher number <laughs> it means it's easier to get to on that stupid website yeah goddamn yeah. website yeah i'm gonna get a yeah. time machine go back to the first episode and be like rob don't do this bit don't don't come up with five <laughs> bits that you gotta come up with for every show nobody cares it's not worth it russell what do you think rolling well toned rolling groan or rolling bone this is the ranking. This is where I rank the album, I believe. <laughs> you know, there's a few things that jump on. I said there's certain songs on here that I think are a little too slow for me. But one thing I've noticed going back and listening to old albums we've listened to before, I, I don't think I gave CB Wonder enough credit the first time. When I re-listen to those albums, I really enjoy them. You can put those on in the car, listen to them, relax to them. I like it. I think this is a little bit yacht rocky, but it's got an amazing song. It's got superstition. And if it's got that on there, then for me, it's got to be rolling well-toned. 
Yo, Adrian, check out my new boat. Hey, it's Yacht Rocky. God damn, that was a good joke. Uh, <laughs> volume, volume shooter tonight. Guys, and also a great Stallone impression. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. He's maybe. like the Dion Waiters, right, Aaron? He's getting his yeah, shots up, but not many of them are yeah. going in. Yeah, they're getting up. <laughs> Guys, the correct answer is, this is a rolling superstition. That yes. opening uh, bit of that song is one of the greatest songs ever put to vinyl. We should, we should not end this podcast without remarking on that again. Every time I hear that song, I heard that song today when I was out for drinks, and I told him, we're doing a podcast on this tonight. Again, nobody asked for the name of the podcast. Nobody seemed to really care, but it's so good, I had to bring it up. Guys, next up, so good. we have an album that's actually titled with how I felt after doing the coffee tasting, because then after the coffee tasting, I also ordered a full milk flat white. Yeah. So the name of this album coming up by Van Morrison, it's the Astral Weeks. The, the what? <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest. That won't bad up. I promise I wasn't going to make that part noise anywhere, but I, the joke didn't land like I wanted, so I, went, I had to get I don't think it's it. called The Astro Weeks, though, right? It's not It's not like The Batman. I think it's just Astro Weeks. I don't know what you're talking about, because if you go back and listen to the edited version, I clearly say, <laughs> long pause, Astro Weeks. <laughs> did it. The only thing I could think... Oh, go ahead, Rob. Time machine. <laughs> you're a click. You notice there's something in the room with you. All of a sudden you turn and you're looking at a metallic object, the shape of an egg, chrome. All of a sudden you hear a whirring sound, almost imperceptible. A door you did not notice before moves. You hear the subtle hiss of metal on metal that indicates it's a futuristic concept that we're seeing here. Smoke starts to pour out. It's white. Smoke pours out. Green lights. All of a sudden you see there's a shape in there. It's backlit. What is it? Well, it's Rob sitting at a computer two hours ago, starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He actually has a different opening song oh, than the one yes. you heard. Oh, Let's explore what that alternate timeline would have sounded like. Lice. Guys, uh, listen up. We're going to turn on K-Rob. We don't need, listen, we don't need to keep writing oh, bits K-Rob. to get K-Rob. I love we K-Rob. can just listen. Yeah, everybody loves K-Rob. Yeah. I love listening to K-Rob with my shirts off. This is yeah. Man Rob and K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Listen, we had a listener write in and say, Wolfman Rob, how do you keep your marriage alive? Well, there's one yes. secret. Oh. Let me tell you about it. Oh, yeah. We all love Frenching with our wives. Yes. Hey. <laughs> we love it when we're making out. Oh, my God. Another Rob's here. Yeah. We're high-fiving the whole song. We like to suck face with our wives. Oh. oh no, I looked up all these words on a work computer. I just remember. Neckin is what we're all about. Neckin. 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 When we park and then we smooch. Smooch. Erotic. This is Kissing erotic. puts me in a special place. I love to play some tonsil hockey. Oh, yeah, but what I what I really love is soccer face. <laughs> we love to be Frenching with our wives. You can take this to the subway. We love so yeah. this. when we get to first base. 
America's first but base. But don't feel bad for Russell, guys. Oh, no. This is a <laughs> You know he's French in all those dates. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. Nailed it. Love it. Yep. Perfect. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then Smoke. they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. The only thing I was thinking about the whole time with two Robs is what if they bought a waterbed and if they were both on the waterbed, how their upper bodies would be so leaned back and their legs moving way up in the air. That's all I was thinking about for the last hour if there were two Robs on a waterbed, what it would look like. We'd have to sleep Charlie Charlie in the Chaga Factory style. You better end this with the with the, the waterbed sound. Oh. <laughs> I to get to different pages now. We have so many I know where it is. Actually, that's the one where I do know right where it is. I've got the <laughs> Welcome. The what are you doing here? Hey, what are you doing here? How was your day at work? Oh, yeah. Oh, really good. <laughs> I got the notion that's the motion of the ocean. So here's what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. I'm going to record this to remind myself. I'm going to take Russell's story, and then I'm going to play that sound clip, and then I'm going to make a conversation with two of me's on different sides of the headphones. So it sounds like we're talking to each other. <laughs> and at the end, we're going to give a little smooch and say good night. <laughs> so that will be put in later, but it's going to be good. Love it. Uh, <laughs>